God's word is spirit and life, quick, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting through every doubt. And this word is about to transform your life. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of our most high God. I want to celebrate everyone that is joining me tonight at the Spirit and the Life Word Experience. Uh, by the grace of the Almighty God, we're going to be uh, having a wonderful time together in God's presence tonight and enjoy the depth of what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to us tonight. And I want everyone that is clicking in, everyone that is joining, the Lord bless you. I want you to go ahead and do with me this wonderful evening, the work of evangelism. I want you to reach out to one, two, three people on your contact, sharing this broadcast with them and telling them something great is about to happen. God is about to speak to our hearts and we're about to hear the voice of the living God. Now, let me quickly say this to everyone that is joining tonight. One gift that you must receive. I preach tonight a profound message, one that uh, I've been having, you know, that in my spirit, I've been having that, you know, that, that, uh, that wonderful excitement. Because while I was studying, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, opened my eyes to see a couple of revelations. And I'll be honest with you, uh, God is faithful. God is faithful. And, you know, uh, one thing I've come to realize is most times when we find ourselves in life, uh, God always try to pass a message across to us so that we can have a better understanding of what uh, life is. Now tonight, that is exactly what the Spirit of the Lord will be doing to you and I. And uh, let me just give you a few seconds to do that uh, wonderful work of evangelism and share this wonderful broadcast all over your platform and let friends and families be a part of what God is doing as we enjoy the song, Amen and Amen and Amen. Tonight, by the grace of God, eyes will be open. Hearts will align with the will of the Most High God. And that is exactly what is going to be happening tonight. Let me go straight to what the Spirit of the Lord have to say to us. But before I do that, let's go ahead and just share the word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege we have to be at your feet tonight. Thank you because every single time we are at your feet, there is always a revelation that is battered in our spirit. Thank you because tonight will be a profound experience and your name alone will be glorified in our lives. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' precious name. We have prayed. 
Amen and amen and amen in Jesus' name. Tonight, by the grace of God, I'm going to be sharing something very powerful. And I will want, I'll be glad uh, as we all open our heart to receive what the sweet spirit of the Lord has to say to us. Let me uh, also say tonight that the Bible says the entrance of the word of the Most High God bats light. The entrance of the word of the Most High God bats light. And um, I believe strongly tonight that the word of God is coming to someone connecting at this hour. And there will be revelation for you in the name of Jesus. Now, I also want you to know something very, very important. That tonight is a night where uh, this revelation I'm about to unveil by the leading of the Holy Spirit will take you to the next level in your life. Something an experience you will never recover from in the name of Jesus. And um, I, I I believe that, um, you know, while I was studying, I discovered something very, very unique. And that which I discovered very unique is the fact that uh, most times when we find ourselves in different situations in life, we always crave for a solution. We always crave for a solution. And um, the Bible says, In the world you shall see tribulation, but be of good chance because I have conquered the world. Now, to appropriate ourselves in the victory that we've already obtained in Christ Jesus, there is something very important that you and I need to give attention to. There is something very important that you and I need to give attention to. And that is what the Spirit of the Lord will be helping you and I to do tonight by the grace of God. Now, let me also quickly say to somebody listening to me tonight that, uh, um, you know, God loves us so much. God loves you and I so much that every single time we find ourselves in God's presence, the depth of the law is what makes him want to share with us new revelations that will put our life you know, a new revelation that will put our life in the right perspective for us to fulfill His will. And tonight, by the grace of the living God, that is exactly what is going to be happening in the presence of the Holy Spirit tonight. Now, let me also quickly say that um, there is this thing that uh, I learned while I was trying as much as possible to study tonight. I discovered that when we read the Bible, the way God speaks to us is different. So tonight, I'm going to be, by the simplicity of the word of God, open our eyes to something very important. Very, very important. One gift that you must receive from the sweet Holy Spirit. One gift that your life must never be void of. But before I go into that, I want us to check something very powerful. As I want us to read the book of Genesis I want us to read the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 2. I want to read for us the book of Genesis chapter 2. Uh, in the book of Genesis chapter 2, you know, God began to walk. And um, in verse 17, I go to verse 17. Uh, okay, before verse 17, let me read from verse 15. The Bible says from verse 15, it says, And the Lord God took the man when he made man. And the Lord God took man. And put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. 
Now the Lord took man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. That was a responsibility God gave to man. And in verse 16, the Bible says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying to him, It says that of every tree of the garden, thou may eat freely. Of every tree in the garden, you can eat. But verse 17, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Now, there is a particular fruit that is in the garden that God forbade, you know, Adam to touch or to eat. He said, because the day that thou eat this fruit, you shall surely die. Now, I want to explain to you tonight as we go together. So, God created man and decided to put man in the Garden of Eden. God made everything ready for man and told man to dress it and keep it. To dress it and keep it. That was the instruction that God gave to man. And aside dressing it and keeping it, there was another instruction that God gave to man. And the instruction was of every single tree in this garden, every single tree in this garden, it told him that there is one particular tree that man must not eat from. There is one particular tree that you must not eat from. He said, the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. Now, the, the, the tree carries a particular fruit. And what that fruit is for is, the Bible makes it, it carries the knowledge of good and evil. He said, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, the day you eat it, you shall surely die. Now, we all are conversant with the story uh, in the book of Genesis chapter 2. Now, what God was trying to tell man is, have access to everything, but not this tree. Now, let's look at the chapter 3 of the book of Genesis. I'm going somewhere tonight and I wanted to follow me with patience. Chapter 3 of the book of Genesis. Then go ahead and say, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast on the field which the Lord God had created. And he said to the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of any tree of the garden. Meaning, the devil did not know whether God told them to eat of a particular tree or not. So it was a question that was thrown to the woman. And the woman said in verse 2, So if the woman had kept mute, the enemy, the serpent, will be ignorant of which of the trees that God told them and instructed them not to eat from. So the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you die. Now, what this simply means is this. The serpent didn't know which tree. It was the woman that gave the serpent the information of the tree that God asked them not to eat. Now, let me tell you something very powerful in this place. Now, because don't be quick to judge this message. Don't be quick to judge this message because uh, you, you might not just receive of what the Spirit of the Lord is about to say to your spirit. 
Now, one gift that you must have, one gift that you must not be ignorant of, one gift that you must pray earnestly to receive. Now, hear this. Then the woman told the serpent that we are asked to not to eat of the fruit that comes from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That the day we eat it, we surely die. Now, let me begin to explain something very powerful to you tonight. Man is a spirit. It possesses a soul and lives in the body. I say that again. Man is a spirit. It possesses a soul and lives in the body. Now, listen and listen carefully. When God created man, the Bible says, and God breathed the breath of life into that, into man, and man became a living nephish. Now listen to this. Even though man is a spirit, he has a soul and lives in the body. At creation, everything about flesh was not active. Now listen to me carefully. Everything about flesh was deactivated by original design. And I want somebody to listen to me carefully. When God created Adam and told Adam to dress it and keep it, God gave Adam access to everything, but God made Adam to realize one thing. He said, do not eat of the fruit from the tree that carried the knowledge of good and evil. He said, the day you eat it, you shall surely die. Now, the tree that carries the knowledge of good and evil is actually the fruit that activates the flesh of a man. So when I was studying, the Holy Spirit said to me, said, when God created man, man was a spirit that, you know, functioned fully, 100% in the spirit. And I said that again, when God created man, Man was a spirit. Man was a spirit. And he fully functions in the spirit. And God told Adam. And he said to Adam. He said, listen to me. Of every single fruit in here. Don't eat the one of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat it, you shall surely die. So the day the serpent deceived Eve. And then Eve gave the fruit to the husband and both of them ate it. The Bible says, and their eyes was open. Now, at the moment that fruit was eaten, they activated the flesh. They activated the flesh. And from there, the struggle began in between the spirit of a man and the flesh of a man. So the fruit that is produced by the tree of the of knowing the knowledge of good and evil activated the flesh and one thing that you need to realize is when god told them that the day you eat of this fruit you shall die god was not talking about their death in the sense of they will live no more god was talking about the spirit of man the man's is the one that died. But remember that in between the spirit and the body, there is a soul. In between the spirit and the body, there is a soul. And that's why the Bible says that the soul that sinneth shall die. Not the spirit that sinneth. The soul that sinneth shall die. What that simply means is every soul that is given to death, once they die, everything flesh is dead. 
Yes, though the spirit is alive because the spirit of a man cannot die. That's why I want you to realize that when we talk about heaven, your flesh is not needed in heaven. Come on, is somebody there with me? Your soul decides whether you end it up in heaven or in hell. So I want you to realize that the moment man ate that fruit, the forbidden fruit in the garden, man activated the works of the flesh. Man activated the works of the flesh. And that is the reason why the Bible says that God is a spirit. And that is one thing I want you to realize. And anyone that will worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the reason why Adam could fellowship with God in the beginning. The reason why Adam could have a communion, a nice time, wonderful time with God in the beginning was because Adam was pure spirit. He was operating by the spirit. Adam was keeping it and dressing it by the spirit. Adam was doing all by the spirit. But the day himself and Eve ate of the fruit, they activated the works of the flesh. Now, so when, when I was taught in this, the Holy Spirit made me understand that when God required, that's why the Bible says, for as many that are led by the Spirit of God are the ones that are called the sons of God. And that's why we are told to put the works of the flesh to death. Everything flesh must die. Everything flesh must die. Now, I realize that when that happened in the Garden of Eden, God then devised a means to revive man. And that is a salvation package. So Jesus came and died on the cross. And Jesus paid the price it takes for man to regain his consciousness back in the spirit. Jesus died and paid what it takes for man to gain back the dominion. For man to gain back the authority. For man to gain back the kingship. Now listen to me and listen to God. When Jesus did this for man, the appropriation of this restoration came via the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The activation of man back to the original formation, to default formation, came by in our dispensation by the spirit of the living God, by the Holy Spirit. Now, I need you to begin to just realize one, two, three things that, uh, that, that can help you understand where God is taking us tonight. So we are able, and that's why the Bible verse I spoke about, God is a spirit and anyone that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. For as many that are led by the spirit of God are called the sons of God. So it means that we are to walk by the spirit. Now, what man lost in the garden of Eden was the activation of the spirit, walking in the fullness of the spirit. So that is why when Adam told God and said, we are naked, God told you, who told you you are naked? Because a spirit could have never been naked. Whoever will speak about nakedness would have been uh, 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 the awareness of the fact of what the flesh is like. So when Adam and Eve had not eaten the fruit, they were only conscious of the things of the spirit. They were not conscious of the things of the world, things of the flesh. They were only conscious of the things of the spirit. 
But when they ate the fruit, that spirit in them left. Come on, is somebody that with me? Then they experienced the death that God said they will experience if they eat the fruit. Then their flesh was activated. So it was from the place of the flesh functioning in their life that they realized they were naked. So they began to know what is good and what is evil. They began to understand what was what is the difference between left and right. So when man ate the fruit, man received the ability to have the knowledge of both what is good and what is evil. Meaning, if man had stayed in the true identity that God gave him in the beginning, man would not need to have a knowledge of what is good or evil. Man would have lived a life all in the goodness of God. But thank God for what Jesus did. There was a divine restoration back. And that's the reason why if you're listening to me tonight and you've not given your life to Jesus, you are living in the flesh. And the only thing that you experience is destruction. But I need somebody listening to me today to understand something very, very important. Now, Jesus Christ, when he came into the world, he said, I am going to the Father. Then as I go to the Father, he said, I will live with you, the Holy Spirit, which is the Comforter. Now, he was with me in my days, and he also will be with you, and he will do two things. It will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things. Now listen to me. It will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things. It will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things. That's why the Bible says, for as many that are led by the Spirit of God are called the sons of God. Meaning the Holy Spirit that should teach us all things. Our, our ability to receive a teachable spirit, to yield to the teachings of the Holy Spirit, makes us have a first class knowledge of every single thing. Now, watch what the Holy Spirit did to me while I was studying tonight as I shared the story. The Holy Spirit told me, he said, when, when, when the Holy Ghost came upon the disciples at the upper room, what happened to them was the flesh died and their spirit man came back alive. Come on, is somebody there with me? What happened to man at the upper room was a divine exchange. Everything flesh that was activated by hitting the forbidden fruit died and the spirit of the Lord took over the spirit of man and that was why the apostles could walk in the dynamic move they could do the supernatural things they could do extraordinary things now mind you in the days of Jesus the Bible says for the first 30 years of Jesus Jesus lived as a mortal man it was just as ordinary as anything you could call it. The first 30 years of Jesus, it was ordinary. But at the 31st of Jesus. Now, the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit came upon him and confirmed, this is my beloved son. In the womb, I am well placed. Now, from the day the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, he was being led by the Holy Spirit from that day. And that's why the Bible says, after the 40 days and 40 nights, Something happened to Jesus. The fame of Jesus went far and abroad. And that's the reason why the kind of result that was given about Jesus was unique. In the day he spoke to the storm, they said, what manner of man is this that the wind and the storm doeth obey him? Now listen to me. The Bible says, and Jesus said, there is nothing of my own that I do of my own. I have done nothing of my own. He said, but everything that I do is that which is led, that which I am led to do by the Holy Spirit as instructed of 
of the Father. Now, I need you to begin to realize that Jesus made us to understand the works of the spirit of the living God in our life. So when you give your life to Jesus and you, 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 you decide to forsake the sinful life, you decide to forsake the, the works of the flesh. Now, if you look at the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians made it so easy for us. The book of Galatians spoke about the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the flesh. It spoke about the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the flesh. Now, the fruit of the flesh are the, are the, are the habits, the characters that you exhibit. Basically because of the fall of man by eating the forbidden fruits. But the moment there is the divine exchange and you give your life to Jesus, it puts to death the works of the flesh on the inside of you. It puts to death the works of the flesh on the inside of you. And the spirit of God comes alive on the inside of you. Now listen to me carefully. Now when the Holy Spirit takes over, you begin to produce in you that which is called the fruit of the spirit. You begin to exhibit on the inside of you that which is called the fruit of the spirit. Now listen to me and listen God. Hear what the Holy Spirit told me and this is very, very interesting. He said, do you know that when God created man, everything God put inside Adam as a character were emanated from the fruit of the spirit? Holy Spirit. Now listen and listen carefully. Everything you see Galatians 5 as the fruit of the Spirit were also the same replica of what Adam carried before they ate the forbidden fruit. Now listen and listen. Remember that God gave Adam a task. Dress it and keep it. Dress it and keep it. Whether you like it or not, Adam needed a character to be exhibited as he works for the Father. I say that again. Adam needed a character to exhibit as it works for the father. And the only character that Adam could exhibit within him are the characters found from the fruit of the spirit. That is why the day Adam saw Eve, love sprang up immediately because spirit recognized spirit. He said, this is the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. It was when they ate the forbidden fruit that man began to misbehave in the place of love. Come on, is somebody understanding what I'm saying tonight? Now, I need you to begin to realize some deep truths tonight. The moment you give your life to Jesus and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, there is an activation of the fruit of the Spirit in you. And that is why your character becomes different. The things of the world no longer pleases you. The things of the flesh no longer pleases you. Everything that pleases you is what pleases God. And that's the reason why tonight someone is listening to me. You must be filled with the Spirit of the living God. You must be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Now, let me quickly explain something very powerful to somebody listening to me today. Let me quickly explain something very, very powerful to somebody listening to me today. Now, I need you to realize that God had a plan in his mind. Listen to me carefully. God had a plan in his mind. Man is a spirit. 
it possesses a soul and lives in the body. Now, scripture makes us understand that there is a constant fight in between the flesh of a man and the spirit of a man. There is a constant fight. That's the reason why you must do all to put the works of the flesh in you to death. You must do everything every day. That's the reason why you pray without ceasing. You pray in the spirit and you pray in understanding. You study the word of God. You must be mindful of the kind of atmosphere that you keep. That's what the Bible says in the beginning. It said in the beginning, uh, in the book of Psalm chapter 1 verse 1, he said, blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the godly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffer, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He said, and in law he doeth meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now listen to me, I listen good. The reason why you have to study, the reason why you have to, to pray without ceasing, study the word of God day and night, is to make sure you keep your spirit man intact. That's why the book of the, the book of Romans chapter 12 says, even though you live in this world, it said, do not be conformed to the things of this world. Even though you live in this world, do not be conformed to the things of this world, but give yourself to the word of the Lord daily. By the word of the Lord, you will be renewed every day. And that's why the book of Psalms says, read it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night, meditating on the word of God. Now listen to me, I'm going somewhere tonight and I'm arriving at the place where I am going tonight. The reason why you must possess this one gift. Now, after the Holy Spirit was promised and was given to us, and it came on the day of Pentecost, filled the whole atmosphere. And since that day, we began to receive the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Now, after we received the Holy Spirit, one first thing the Holy Spirit blessed us with is the fruit of the Spirit. Is the fruit of the Spirit where our character is no different from that of God. Come on, there's somebody there with me. Where our behavior, where our identity, our expression is no different from that of God. Now, after he gave to us the fruit, now after we have access to the fruit of the Spirit, then he gave us access to the gift of the Spirit. And if you look at the book of 1 Corinthians, hallelujah, chapter 12, if you look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says now about spiritual gifts, the special endowment, I read the amplified version, it said now about the spiritual gift, the special endowment given by the Holy Spirit. Spiritual gifts are divine endowment. They are special endowment given to us by the Holy Spirit. So as we have the fruit of the Spirit, we also have the gift of the Spirit. And you know what the Holy Spirit told me? The Holy Spirit said the gift of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit were what Adam carried in his spirit. Adam was filled with the fruit of the spirit. Adam was filled with the gift of the spirit. Now, I know someone is going to ask, what am I talking about? That is the reason why Adam could function at the capacity Adam was functioning. Do you know what it takes to single-handedly with your wife? And do the garden of Eden. You must have been gifted. You must have been loaded. You must have been empowered. You must have been strengthened. Now let me also open to you another dimension of the, 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 the spirit of the Lord. If you look at the book of Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. Isaiah 11 verse 2 spoke about the, 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 the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now let me open to us that Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter 11 verse, 11 verse 2. I want to read it to us. I want to read it to us so that we do not just assume it. Isaiah 
Hallelujah. Somebody follow me tonight. If you follow me tonight, I want you to make sure that you go ahead and connect with a friend. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. Uh, verse 1, Isaiah chapter 11. Now listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Now look at this. It said, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, the spirit of the Lord that is going to rest upon him. If you look at verse 1, I say, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of the root, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of mind, the spirit of the knowledge, of, of the knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of God. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of the eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of years, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the make of the earth. And he shall smite the earth and the rod of the mouth. Now listen to this. If you look at Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2, they, they were speaking about Jesus in verse 1. And they made us so understand the kind of spirit that is upon Jesus himself. The seventh dimension of that spirit. Now listen to me and listen go. These are the kinds of things that Adam was loaded with. In the beginning, before he ate the forbidden fruit. These are the things that Adam was loaded with. Remember the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. God breathed the spirit of his on the inside of us and we carried the, the, the true nature of God and the true nature of God were able to bear through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So listen to me, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the dimensions of the spirit is on the inside of everyone that is led by the spirit of the living God. That's why the Bible say, and I emphasize again, for God is a spirit. And anyone that would truly worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth, which means you must die to the flesh. You must die to the works of the flesh. Nothing of the world must be found on the inside of you. When you get to that point, that's the point where the spirit of the Lord takes a full control over your life. That's the point you get to and you can say, I am filled of the spirit of the living God. That was how sweet it was when the spirit of the Lord came upon the apostles on the upper room. They came out of that place and they that were timid before came out with boldness and they could declare the counsel of the Lord and I want to say to somebody tonight you have to possess in you the fruit of the spirit and the gift of the spirit it is needed glory to God glory to God now let me go into the core part of my message and from there we bring it to a close tonight the core part of my message is out of the gift of the spirit out of the gifts of the spirit, there is one that every believer must have. Hmm. There is one that every believer must have. There is one that you must crave for. Now, I want to open a particular Bible verse where, you know, it says, hmm. Now watch this. First Corinthians, hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. 
First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31, it says, But covet earnestly the best gifts. It said, Covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Now, it said, Covet earnestly the best gifts. Now, 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 31, not 21, 31. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. It said, Covet earnestly the best gifts. Today, I show you one gift every believer must have. There is one particular gift that every single believer must have. And by the time I expose this gift to you, and the depth of its importance, I will relate it with how the message has been coming from the beginning. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. Now, look at verse 10. Verse 10 says, the Holy Spirit began to give different kinds of gifts. In verse 10, it says, and to another, the working of miracles. Hallelujah. And to another, prophecy that is foretelling the future speaking a new message from God to the people and to another discernment of spirit now that is one discernment of spirit discernment of spirit men and brethren there is one gift that you must covet endlessly that is the gift of discernment now, and I will tell you the reason why you must covet earnestly that gift of discernment. Now, while I was studying, I was trying to look for the meaning of discernment. Hallelujah. I was looking for the meaning of discernment. Hmm. Now, this was the meaning that I got. For the meaning of discernment. And I want to read it out to somebody listening to me. I'm, I'm waiting for it to open up. It says, it is the ability to judge. Which thing of a particular kind. Now, discernment is the ability to judge. Which thing of a particular kind are good and which one is evil. Come on, somebody there with me. Come on, is somebody there with me? That is to say, to possess the spirit of discernment as a gift, you are able to know the difference between what is good and what is evil. Now remember that in the beginning of the book of Genesis, the, the fruit, the tree that was forbidden, Bidden. The forbidden tree in the garden was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The knowledge of good and evil. And as I was studying the word of God, the Holy Spirit told me, he said, tell the church of God. He said, tell them to covet earnestly the gift of discernment. Because by the gift of discernment, now this is a gift from the Holy Spirit, not the fruit that was hidden. The, it is a gift from the Holy Spirit, which means in the beginning, Adam had the ability to know what is good and what is evil as he was dressing it and keeping it. 
See how the enemy deceived them. See how the enemy manipulated them. That is to say, in the beginning, Adam had what it takes to know. Adam had the gift of discernment. He could know what was good for this plant, what was not good for this animal. Adam could discern. He could know. And through the gift of discernment, Adam could call the right judgment. And this is what the Holy Spirit told me. He said, one of the gifts that is missing, mostly in the body of Christ, is the gift of discernment. The ability to judge right. The ability to know the difference between what is good and what is evil. And that's why I encourage somebody listening to me tonight. It is time for you to covet earnestly. It is time for you to covet earnestly. This particular gift called the gift of discernment. Hallelujah. It is the gift that helps you to call the right judgment. And I need you to realize that every day of your life. Now listen to this carefully. Every single day of your life. Every single day of your life. You will need to make decisions. Now, that is what I'm going to tonight. Every day of your life, you will need to make decisions. Every single day of your life, you will need to make choices. Now, listen to me. You are a direct product of the kind of choice you make yesterday, today. Whatever your life looks like today is as a result of the choices that you made yesterday. What your life is at this hour is as a result of the choices you made in the last hour and that's the reason why it's of an importance for one child of God listening to me to covet earnestly the gift of discernment it is one gift that every child of God must have the ability to know to judge right, to discern, to know what is evil and what is good. Do you know the number of people that you meet on a daily basis? Do you know the number of people that you meet and mingle with in your place of work? Do you know the number of people that you meet on the social media? Do you know the number of people that you meet in the traffic, in transit? You meet with people because you need them to do things. You will need to relate with people. And I want to say that when you relate with people, you will need to have a business with people, whether it's friendship, whether it's relationship. In fact, you know what the Holy Ghost was telling me tonight? He said, listen to me. Many of them that are talking about the fact that they married wrong, he said, if they had the gift of discernment, they would have been able to judge on the spot if this was good for them or this was evil. He said, if they could discern on the spot, they would know whether there is a future in this relationship or there is no future in them. That's the reason why you must have the gift of discernment, the gift of discernment, the gift of discernment for everyone that operates at that gift on that gift, they are able to know at least a first hand decision of what to make by the gift of discernment, you know the business to do and the one not to do. By the gift of discernment, you know who to relate with and know not to relate with. By the gift of discernment, you know whether to go to that place or not to go. Because the Holy Spirit has empowered you to be able to know whether this is good for you or evil.
Now, I want you to realize something tonight. Every single activity you see it on earth, there is also demonic activities. Now, I'll go deeper tonight as I wonder. up. Understand today that as you wake up in the morning going about your duty, demons wake up in the morning going about their duties. Principalities wake up also. They don't even sleep. They go about doing their duties. Powers go about doing their duties. And I need you to realize tonight that hear me and hear me well. The Bible says, and God asked the, the, the Satan in, 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 in Job, where have you been? He said, I've been going to and fro. Elter and scatter the head planet. You can imagine. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10, he said, for the enemies come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I have come to give you life and I will give them much more in abundance. Now hear me and hear me well. When you possess the gift of discernment, you are able to understand the, the, the dimension of the spirit. How the things work in the spirit realm. Now listen to what the Holy Ghost told me just now. He said, when you operate on the gift of discernment, you are able to know whom the devil is walking through and whom the devil is walking for. Come on, did somebody hear what I said just now? By the gifting, by the gift of discernment, you can judge which spirit is right and which spirit is wrong. By the gift of discernment, you can understand the operation of the powers of demons from the pit of hell. You will know. You will know that this one is not God. Now listen and listen, God. Remember the day that Paul was moving around preaching. The Bible said there was a girl with the spirit of divination. This girl was following Paul around. He was following him around. And he was saying of good things about Paul. Hear me well. This young girl was saying good things about Paul. He was saying this man are men of God sent from God. He was saying good things concerning them. But hear me. They knew by the gift of discernment that the spirit that speaks through this young damsel is the spirit of the devil. And he looked at the girl and rebuked the demon inside her. He rebuked the demon because he knew. He rebuked the demon inside her because he knew that this spirit is not of the living God. This spirit is of the devil. Now listen to me. If it is in this dispensation, you will find pastors screaming the head of that girl. They will be using her for ministry. Ah, Yamanata Kabaha. You must be sensitive. And how can you be sensitive in the spirit? By having the gift of discernment. I remember a couple of years ago in ministry, there was this lady in the in, 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 in our church, you know, she would say a few things, right? You know, there was just a lot of crazy things. But the Holy Ghost kept telling me, this girl is sent from the pit of hell. What this girl carries are legions. So one day a man of God came and the man of God was saying that this lady, why have you ignored her? That this lady, she carries the power. She's a prophet. I said, this one is a witch. And the struggle kept going that way. That way. Now, till one day, there was a meeting. We're in a meeting. And that was how the fire of the, the, the Holy Ghost took charge of the whole atmosphere. And that which they call the prophetess began to manifest. 
Come and see how the serpentine spirit was expressing itself through her. Come on. There are a couple of people online that were there the day this happened. Hear me and hear me well. If not for the spirit of discernment at work in my life, if not for the spirit of discernment at work in the ministry God has put upon us, you have given to us, we would have not known that we had a witch in our midst. Hear me and hear me well. By the gifting of the Holy Spirit, the gift of discernment, you can know who your boss is. You can know who your business partner is. You can know who that person is that you say you want to get married to. You can know and know and know. You can know what to do. You can know whether it's good or evil by the gift of discernment. Hallelujah. Now I need you to realize this. That many people have missed it in destiny. Many people have missed it in destiny because they did not have the gift of discernment. They could not know whether it was good or evil. They could not know whether it was good for them or evil to them. And many of them entered destruction because they lacked the spirit of discernment. First Corinthians 12, 31. Covert earnestly for the first place in the scripture where God will allow us to covet, to covet, to covet. You know what it means to covet? Covet earnestly the best gifts. That is to say, you need this one to know how to relate with people. I used to tell people, if you come to our church for the first time, I will know your mission on the spot. As long as I, the moment I set my eyes on you, I know where you are from. Whether you are bringing problem to us or you are going to cause us problem or you are from the pit of hell, you are saying, I will know by the grace of the living God, every child of God must possess this gift to know, to know, to know. You walk in the place where you engage with thousands of people, hundreds of people per day. You must possess this gift. You are the type that goes for marketing. You must possess this gift. You walk in an establishment where you have thousands of workers. You must possess this gift. Dear sister, hear what the Lord is saying to, to me, to you today. You must possess this gift to know which kind of men you are never to associate with. There are people, I have I told you the story of a man that presented himself as a born again Christian or to have access to a sister to marry her. The day the sister entered the house, the man brought Max and brought another clothes and told him, I am not a Christian, this is my identity. Whether I like it or not, now that you are my wife, you become this from today. Did you hear that? I need you to realize this, that dear sister, if only you can covet earnestly in the place of prayer, asking the Holy Ghost, I receive the spirit, the gift of the son man. I receive the gift of the son man. I receive the gift of the son man. It is by that you can know. It is by that you can know. You can know which kind of spirit operates behind people that you are meeting. You can know which kind of spirit operates behind a particular scenario. You can know which kind of spirit have orchestrated this before you. You will know whether that gift is of God, of the devil. You will know whether that open door is an open door to glorious success or destruction. By the gift of the Son, you can know. You can know. Dear brother, you know it. There are many of them outside there that are called females. Many of them that will woo you. Many of them that will seduce you. Many things out there. Brother, how do you know? You know what the scripture says about the heart of a man? The heart of a man that has not been transformed. Let me tell you what the scripture says about what the heart of a man. It says the heart of a man is desperately wicked and deceitful. Have you heard that word before? The heart of a natural man that has not been spiritualized 
is the kind of art that is deceitful and evil, which means every single sister you meet, every brother that you meet that is not filled with the Holy Spirit is a potential time bomb that will explode and destroy you. Landing! Kimano Shalagabaha, I speak the truth of the living God to you today. As long as they are not filled with the spirit of the living God, they are just a time bomb waiting to explode. That is why you need to possess. Because even the ones that say they are filled with the Holy Ghost, there are many of them that are witches and wizards. Even the other them that tell us that they are men of God, there are many of them that are filled with definition of different kinds of demons on the inside of them. That is why every child of God must possess the gift of the sermon. Don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know. You cannot be tossed left and right because you know the spirit of the Lord within you tells you, confirms in you that this is of God and this is of the devil. That is how to stay triumphant in destiny. The gift of the summit, the gift of the summit. This is one gift that you must receive from the spirit of the Lord. It is one gift that I recommend to the body of Christ to convert. Honestly, even by that gift, you can know the next president of Nigeria. Do you know that? By that gift, you can know. Let them put all the candidates they eventually give the presidential ticket to. Let all the candidates line up. By that gift, we can know. We will sit on the chair because no king sits on the chair to rule except for by the spirit of the Lord. We know the things we know because we have he that is knowledge himself. Yada! The spirit of God is the spirit of knowledge. We carry it so we know. We are not ignorant of the things that move around our lives. We are not ignorant of the things that happen in our lives. We have an assurance in Christ Jesus because all things work together for good for all we that are called of God and called according to his purpose. We love him and we are called according to his purpose so we know is the God that reveals all things to us. Did you hear what he said? He said, I can't operate here on earth without telling my prophet of the things that I want to do. That is how we know. That is how we know. That is how we could discern. Your pastor tells you that beware of this sister. It's because he knows something you don't know. The gift is at work on the inside of him. That's the reason why you must be very, very intentional with coveting the gift of discernment. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. As I round up tonight to somebody, listen to my listen good. Demons operate here on hearts. Everything that happens, demons are in charge. Now listen to me. I don't mean to scare anybody, but they are going to and fro, doing things all around. Are you there with me? Moving through different people, moving through different things. You need the gift to discern, to know. And that's why you carry the authority to rebuke the devil. You carry the authority to bind. He said, whatever you bind on heart is bound in heaven. Whatever you said loose on heart is loose in heaven. We carry the power and the authority. We walk in power. We walk in authority. We walk in the miraculous because we receive, we have on the inside of us the spirit of the living God. I want to encourage somebody listening to me tonight. If you've not given your life to Jesus, it's the time for you to give your life to Jesus because it is by giving your life to Jesus to receive the Holy Spirit into your life. And when you receive the Holy Spirit into your life, I can tell you that you will receive of him the gift of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit and the gift of the spirit. Listen to me and listen go. There is no other better life than the life we live in the kingdom here. We have tasted the outer world. We know what it can offer. We are in this kingdom. We know what God can offer you. Listen to me and listen go. He says, seek ye first the things of the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. 
and all other things shall be added unto you. Dear brother, listen to me. The reason why you've been failing, falling, the reason why you've been victimized and been victim is basically because the Lord God is not at work in your life. That's the reason why things are not looking like it. And also listen to me. The reason why the devil is trying to make everything look creamy, everything look flashy, is because he wants to ensnare you from seeing the great light. Listen to me and listen good. The light is Jesus. Not that which you see outside there. Come on, did somebody hear what I said? You say, and that light is the light of life. And that's exactly what he wants to give to you tonight. Is anybody listening to me right there? You want to give your life to Jesus? I pray for you today that the power of redemption begin to speak over your life in the name of Jesus. I pray for you. I pray for you as you're listening to me tonight that the hand of the Lord be mighty upon you right there where you are. The hand of the Lord be mighty upon you right there where you are right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for you listening to me that the hand of the Lord will begin to touch you right there and there shall be a deliverance. There shall be a deliverance. There shall be a deliverance. There will be a deliverance in the name of Jesus. There shall be a deliverance. There shall be a deliverance for you watching me in the name of Jesus. I build the power of sin over your life. I build the power of flesh over your life in the name of Jesus. From today, I minister salvation into your spirit from today. As you're making that decision to follow Jesus, I see the Holy Spirit taking over your heart. I see the love of Christ brooding over you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for you, dear brother, dear sister, that today is your day of salvation in the name of Jesus. We put the work of flesh in your life to death in the name of Jesus. And I decree and declare that from today, you begin to live for Jesus. Your yearnings are for him. Your thirst is for him. Your hunger is for Jesus in the name of the Lord. I decree and declare that all things passed away your life. Behold, new things are beginning to surface and to emerge in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have a prayed. Amen and amen. I'm so super excited for what the Lord has done in our midst tonight. I have no doubt in my spirit that you've really experienced the power of God into this service. And I want to tell somebody that is watching me right there. God is starting something new and big in your life. As you go in the place of prayer to covet endlessly the gift of the spirit. Listen to me, which is the gift of the son, man. I see it walking through you and helping you to call the right judgment in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone that is watching me saying amen, typing amen. You are not going to miss it in destiny. The gift of the summit will work for you in the place of confusion. Where the enemy has planned it for you to be confused, you will receive direction in the name of Jesus. Where the enemy has orchestrated it for you to miss it, you will hear the right word from the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, the hand of the Lord be mighty upon you. I ask that may you receive more of the Holy Ghost. I declare and declare that the hand of the Lord be mighty upon your destiny in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you have done for us today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the revelation you've given to us. Thank you for making us to know that all the things, for making us know all the things you have, keep, you have given to our father, Adam, in the beginning. Thank you for making us to know that those are the same thing you've given to us. And we can begin to walk in power and walk in dominion. We give you thanks and all the praise for so much of this impartation. Thank you for revelation tonight. 
thank you because none under the sound of the voice of your stream tonight will remain the same. But there shall be testimonies from this encounter. We give you thanks and praise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen and amen and amen in Jesus' name. I want to celebrate every one of you that have taken time out of be at the spirit and the life world experience tonight. It's been a wonderful 